0: Well, another dangerous combination is that of the Macho Man Randy Savage and his manager, Sensational Sherry. They have their eyes firmly locked on the World Wrestling Federation Championship, and the stevious duo is standing by.
1: Miss Elizabeth, Hulk Hogan, so SummerSlam is finally over and you've managed to stick your nose where it doesn't belong anymore. Hulk Hogan, you sorry excuse for a human, you sorry excuse for a man. How could you ever possibly think that you could hide behind that little pink skirt of Miss Elizabeth? What are you going to do when you have a one-on-one confrontation with the macho? Mmm, yeah, freeze-frame! Hulk Hogan. yeah, I'm telling ya. You are not going to be able to handle the prettiest woman who ever lived, yeah, and Miss Elizabeth, yeah. Your little escapade, yeah, Summer SummerSlam, will never be forgotten, would sensational, Sherry? Oh, uh, Miss Elizabeth, the things that you have done to me, I'm going to rip your person apart piece by piece, and then... Oh, Coogan, I'm going to get you, and I'm going to be the World Wrestling Federation champion. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Ha! <sighs>
2: So you read a lot of sci-fi books, myself included. I know you got to Lord of the Rings from your dad. Mm-hmm. What? Um, who's your favorite like sci-fi author? Would you say like who's the one where you're like I picked up the most books from this person, or you you see that me and you're like, dang, that's gonna be good?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it's not. Unfortunately, it's not a woman. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's uh, Ray Bradbury. Yes, that is like the most magical shit, and the images that I have in my head from that are so different than from anything that else that I had ever read before. Like the Martian Chronicles. Yeah. I remember reading through that and being like, and that was like, you know, some of those stories are very scary. Like the city swallowing and eating people and tearing them up and all this. But that was the kind of scared that I was like, Oh, I'm really into this actually because, uh, I don't see myself ever being in that situation, <laughs> um, so maybe that's why I have an easier time being able to handle it. Yeah, but I just I remember that, and his ideas of the future um, were they felt also so close to our own reality sometimes too. Yeah, because they were written so long ago, so yeah. it's like the past imagining of. We're almost our day and age, like the year yeah. 2000, you know, and like what is, what's going to be happening at that point. Yeah. So the Martian Chronicles and any of Ray Badbury's stuff, I find myself like frequently going back and just, oh, if you just want to have a nice like fantasy sci-fi escape for a little bit, I'll just go read, read one of his stories. And they're so easy to read too. Just so w- well written. Yeah. Um, and just beautiful stories and beautiful. Yeah. And I always like, I'll read a paragraph. I'm like, wait, hold on. Yeah. And again. Yeah. And,
4: wait and, wait and, again. <laughs> and again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Have you read read bred stuff before
4: I have it's been a minute mm-hmm. um yeah I think I read it in like early adolescence mm-hmm. um it hasn't called me back mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I don't know <laughs> why in particular it didn't um but um I mean there's some of Heinlein stuff that I find really interesting um, I went through like a dystopian binge yes. um, <laughs> like Maybe not the right time to do that. no like Fahrenheit four, do you want like I read and for some reason that was not in my school curriculum I don't know why they kind of cut out the dystopian mm-hmm. stuff but yeah. I went like Brave new world, Fahrenheit 451, and then like some more contemporary stuff, and I just like it was like a six month period, and I I literally woke up one day and was like I am so terrified and hopeless <laughs> about existence, yeah. But I need to stop, like yeah. I need to cut myself off, um, but I think I think it's important to to read that sort of thing because I, like. You see you see these little pieces getting put in place now. And it's not too many more pieces until we're living in one of those worlds. Yeah. And those aren't worlds that I want to live in. <laughs> and like, so you can be like, you yeah, know, well, that's not that bad. Like, okay, fine. Uh-uh, a little bit more. Uh, okay, all right. Well, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. But then a little bit more and a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, there are no books. All of a sudden, um, you know, this. I read this one... Um, gosh I wish I could remember the title right now but like every city has to have seawalls and it's like I don't want to live in that world (laughs) like that is precarious that is super precarious like and and so I think um it's been a lot over time but I I kind of gravitate towards that dystopian like I need to like stretch my brain a little bit about like what don't I want yeah um but I mean there's some stuff in that too where it's like I do like this aspect though of the future. Like I do if we could get that like a world where right? yeah, if we, could, if we could I I keep saying like whoever invents a teleportation device like yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want, human, like I will give it to you. That <laughs> would be real sweet. Um so yeah, I I think
3: that's why like you know you mentioned that like kind of taking those kind of good things from that i feel like that's a that can kind of you know we can bridge that into like that's why star trek is so popular too you know it's a it's a future where it's like the best of us and all of the best of us i know. know yeah so yeah we all probably know especially if you're listening to this that they announced that uh uh, they're gonna do more Star Trek yeah. with Sir um, Patrick Stewart, and he's gonna come back and be Jean Luc Picard. And mm-hmm. he gave this really wonderful I don't know, have you seen he, he gave this like wonderful kind of speech? I guess he was at a convention or something when they were announcing it. I know, I didn't. I heard that happen happened, I didn't hear it. Yeah, and he was getting really emotional because they were talking about like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was talking about how, you know, he never thought that he was gonna come back to this, but that, um, you know, that that he felt like this was the right time for it. Yeah. um, Because of like how he had, I think he said it was some police responder or somebody who uh, told him that like their lives, the the things that they saw were so dark and so terrible every single day that when after a really hard day, uh, he would go and pull some Star Trek off the shelf and watch that. And that was the thing that helped him feel like there was hope for humanity and so he was like, I'm gonna give some like okay, yeah. it <laughs> That he, and so to uh, Patrick Stewart, said that story to him just kind of like really even more so solidified to him that like the world needs this right now because of how dark things do yeah uh, seem to be and like all the things that have been going on. And I think that he's absolutely right that, you know, this is the kind of story. Those are the kind of stories that like we want to hear need to hear right now in our darkest hour. Yeah. You know, to really kind of get through it. I think that... Uh, Yeah, it's wonderful. It's exciting that it's going to be coming back soon. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You say that, and it kind of just reminds me, like, media is, like, such a double-edged sword. So it's like, okay, we need these great stories, and I need this hope, and I don't need to, like read the news and feel horrible and afraid and then go home and watch something that makes me feel horrible and afraid mm-hmm. and then try and, you know, get rid of it by reading something that makes me feel horrible and afraid. Yeah. And it's so good to have something that like, okay, good, like this is what I'm striving for. Oh, yeah. And again, like these goals, like this is what I want to see, like the goal mm-hmm. this is how I put it into action and, and stuff like that. And there's also the issue, I mean, if we're talking about women uh, in the genre, it's also representation, mm-hmm. right? And so... There's that aspect to it, too, where I'm like, okay, but I want honesty. Like, I want honesty, but I don't want it to be perpetuated. And so, like, there's always, like, this, okay, how do you make me happy as a viewer? Because what is it that I want to see? What do you mean by being perpetuated? So, like, uh, like a big thing is... If you watch, like, World War II movies, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's just a bunch of white men storming a beach, correct? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. where are women? Where are people of color? Like, Mm -hmm. where is that coming into play? And the idea is, like, oh, well, they weren't really there. And it's, like, great. So all I see on screen are, like, more white men. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not there mm-hmm. I don't see anyone representing me and so kind of perpetuating it where it's like this notion where you're getting that empowerment of like yeah. look what we did for history and I'm like okay but like what about all of the other people that we just didn't visibly see there and so that's something that I get too and it's so hard it's like man I want the feel good I want to feel good mm-hmm. and I want to be happy and I also want a lot of honesty as well Yeah. Um, and so I just saw uh, like okay get out is a big one right mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. and it was like oh man like it scared me I'm like just such a different kind of level but I also appreciated like the honesty that I got from it and then I just saw black fans in with my friend and oh my god I had to like try and not like, I was just like, okay, hold on, keep it together, keep it together, oh my gosh, and uh, I don't think I've ever rolled my eyes that much. Like, I mean, I grew up like, you know, SoCal in San Diego, definitely like that wannabe Valley girl, oh god, like, and yeah, and I don't think I've ever rolled my eyes so much <laughs> in like a two hour span than I did when I was watching that movie because I was just like, oh, okay, dang, like, okay, I got the honesty, but oh man, I don't want to hear this, and yeah. yeah, I was really, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm uh, it. yeah. Not, not in the genre for sure. It's mm-hmm definitely like based on true events mm-hmm. but who this, this, this definitely is awesome. got me yeah that was that was hard I had to like stop for like five minutes after I left the theater with my friend she's like well, how do you like what do you think and I was like we're gonna pause hold on because I need to digest and, yeah. share. and I love stuff like that so that's a big thing for me like Black Mirror as well cannot binge watch
3: cannot do it isn't that I, like the Handmaid's Tale also kind of in that same yeah. sci-fi sort of like just yes. so good. yeah yeah yes. uh, I wrote uh, so
2: being you know women and gender studies I write a lot of papers uh, and it's fun because I get to really dive in deep and I get a lot of fun resources that I never would have found on my own And I found an interview, and apparently uh, Margaret Atwood said that when she was writing that, she was very, very, very strict in the fact that she would not write or represent anything that had never happened in history. So while it didn't happen like that, and it wasn't all together, and it wasn't A, B, and C together as A, B, and C, like everything that you're seeing are things that have happened in history— so let I'm me tell you, so like, I'm not a very emotional person, but there are times when I've actually had to pause it because I'm crying because I'm just really upset with, like, what I'm seeing and what's going on. And then it's made so much worse by the fact that, like, there's the question. It's true. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Getting, I'm getting a very honest story here, mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a way, in a respect, um, and that definitely gets me. But I like things, like, yeah. that. I like to feel like, okay, good, you're definitely... You're getting me thinking. I'm emotionally invested. The fact that I would like actually cry and like
3: do this. Uh-huh. Okay, you got me. You have a good story. I think I'll watch it at some point, but I definitely have <sighs> a little bit of a of an apprehension to it because of that. You know, because of that, like I know it's going to stab me in the heart. Oh yeah, and make me really upset. It's going to hurt me as a woman. Yes, and like. Yeah, like you said, you know, we we experience so much like turmoil throughout the day, and then in the world, and it's like, do I also want my media, yeah. to do that to me too? And uh, and I've had so many people like kind of poo on me for not being like strong enough and and like wanting to put my head in the sand but I'm like but I just you know for the couple hours a day that maybe I can watch some TV I want to laugh yeah, you know and I but I do want to I do want to be challenged and I do want to uh, challenge myself to put myself outside of my comfort zone with my media uh, and watch things like that that are difficult to watch because they're important stories that need to be heard and you know they need to be told and heard and experienced and so I do want to do that you know as often as I can but I definitely feel like I do it less than the average person uh, and that's something that I, like, I, I sometimes I'm like made to feel bad about it because that's the day we live in now that everyone's just like watching this really intense stuff all the time yeah and I'm like I just want to watch New Girl like and, wait, Level, and that's it
2: you know, like, to your credit, I mean so I am one of those people like I definitely do that to myself and I also like tune out you know like I like to have fun things so I just like to watch it as a fun fantasy and I'm, I don't feel incredibly invested all the time and it, it doesn't feel good um, but I do torture myself a With things like that, Um, and I have to say that the thing that I feel isn't considered when when a woman is given that criticism around things like *Handmaid's Tale* and and things like that is that you're not considering uh, not using this term lightly. You're not considering like the PTSD that's associated and things that can be triggered. Right. So, like, if you have gone through those situations before, Mm -hmm. or something similar, or that kind of violence, that kind of sexual violence yeah, maybe it hits you even harder because now I have to do that to myself. I have to watch this and experience this and I feel for this character and mm-hmm. I've been there mm-hmm. and it's just, that's
4: not I mean, fair. It's, it's not fair yeah. to put that pressure on someone to do that. Yeah. 100%. Well, there, yeah, there's are some shows that just hit, I think too close to home. Like everyone raved about breaking bad, mm-hmm. loved it so much. And for me, like I watched a few episodes and I was like, I've, I've seen this lived. Yeah. I, I've seen it lived and I don't need to watch a fictionalized version of it because I know the reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I'm, I think it was really well done. Mm-hmm. And like a testament to that is the fact that I didn't want to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But, but I think, yeah, there is this aspect of certain things where it's like, I, I live that. I don't need to see it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need, it doesn't expand my, imagination or my horizons it doesn't help me cope in mm-hmm. um, and, and so like why would I invest in this thing whereas I can view this thing that either like gives me pleasure mm-hmm. gives me thought mm-hmm. um, and and one of the best things about sci-fi is I think it gives you this like here's a thing that we confront now but here's enough distance. To see it in a way where maybe there's a different avenue. Yeah. And sometimes that's the hopelessness of dystopia where it's yeah. like, here's how bad it could get. Okay, we're not there yet. Great. <laughs> so we've got some options. Or maybe it's it's you know, the Star Trek, the idealism of like, okay, I see where we could be, and so I wanna work towards that. But I think that's kind of like the that great sphere that sci-fi gives is like there are options between here and like the best and the worst of the worlds that could be. Yeah. Um but but there is some stuff that I think for for all people it can be just too unnecessarily mm-hmm. close to home, and it's not it's not inspiration, it's not guidance, yeah. it's not therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's if just at, that makes you need therapy. Reliving <laughs> yeah. the shit yeah, yeah and we were crossing into that
3: territory of like shock value yeah, yeah and that's where like there was a handful of episodes of game of thrones that i just refused to watch and i'm sure all of us know you know yep. what we're talking about there are a lot of there were rape scenes there was killing of children yeah. all of this kind of stuff that i remember hearing from people that this was happening and i thought about it and i thought like I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just not going to watch that. I don't need to see that, uh, you know, and also, like, using these sort of things to, like, progress the plot lines of women mm-hmm. is just that old tried out, you yeah. know, sort of thing. Like, oh, you know, she got raped and so it made her, like, want to go on a rampage or whatever now yeah. or something. And so even using those things as plot devices and something that uh, is drive- as a driving force behind women is just, like, it's just a cop-out. Yeah. And so that is something that it's, it's not, like, it, it's, it's something that happens, but it's its not as, like, you could be more dynamic with what your backstory is of a yeah. character or something. And so there was a, like, I remember, I stopped watching Game of Thrones for a while. I was, like, boycotting the show and then told everybody, I was, like, I'm not watching this mm-hmm. anymore. Because yeah. already up to that point I was already just, like, man, I am seeing some violence that I don't know yeah. if I want to watch it's in necessary. the first place. If it's necessary, like, uh, I'm just kind of getting sick of this violence. And then I heard those things were happening. I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. And then uh, as the show progressed more, people were like, no, but like, okay, Daenerys is like coming up now. Like these women characters, are like making a comeback, you know, you should start watching it again. Yeah. And so I started to watch the show again and it did, the show did have this shift. And I, I think maybe I've heard people say it was like when they were breaking from where the books were or something where the show started to transform into yeah. something more exactly. where you had these characters characters who were just, these women who were just being abused constantly, finally getting their time to, like, come out and, like, you know, be the dragon queen and be, yeah. like, all of these characters. Uh, these are, like, really, really, really strong, strong characters.
2: This is also what I'm talking about, like, perpetuating these things. Yeah. So, like, you're using, like, female bodies to drive these stories because you're abusing them. Yes. You know, it's not that, like, their agency drives this story that they get to do all this badass shit because they're yeah. badass yeah, well. yeah. No, like, you're using these things to perpetuate it. And then when you're kind of like okay, great. Like so, I want to talk about like anti rape. Can we, like, can we address this? This is a huge thing. And people were like, well, yeah, but like millions of people watching on HBO. So like, why do you care? And it's like, yeah, that's TV, not real life. And mm-hmm. you're kind of disassociating, and you're not, yeah. you're not being honest when you use those to like drive storylines. You're not being honest about like how that affects those people. And I just, I, I will admit I don't care come for me I don't care um I got through about four episodes of Game of Thrones when it first started and I was like I can't with the incest I can't yeah. with like these killing of children I like I can't yeah I cannot mm-hmm. and I was at a point where I was like no I don't find it entertaining to kind of like see these and try and work through them or try and understand them and I was at a point where I was like no, no. not today mm-hmm. um, yeah. and yeah so I definitely understand yeah. where I don't feel that I've missed out but it's only because I don't know and that's okay and I've heard that like that whole like the whole dragon like once the dragons came I'm like dang it I want to get there (laughs) do I ever want to see that I do but like man I don't have the strength to get to that point Mm -hmm. I just don't I have the strength for a lot of things but like yeah you definitely hit a pressure point for me with that yeah and same with Breaking Bad like I can't like yeah I'm I'm, I've lived in El Cajon Santee I've seen this played out I saw the first episode and I was like yeah this is just real life this Mm is an entertainment like I can literally walk outside and see this so we're not gonna do this (laughs) and my husband loves it and he's like like, oh I can't believe you don't like it and I'm like I'm glad you do clearly you grew up differently than I did but Mm -hmm. like no Mm -hmm. I'm gonna find something else and I'm sure it's great but like okay cool not everything for everyone and Mm -hmm. I can respect that
4: it makes me an outsider, though. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm the outlier on these things. That's so fine. I know. Game of Th- okay, so Game of Thrones. Um, let's just deal with this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I uh, read the books, and mm-hmm. I love the books for the politics. Like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the politics, the societies that were built, the cultures, like, are really incredible. And there is some really questionable stuff that happens. And there's. Uh, I, I'm like I so it's interesting because after the first book I almost stopped reading because my three favorite characters died and they were all men okay mm-hmm. um and so like talking about women mm-hmm. and, and yeah. like I didn't the, there are a lot of women in literature that I don't identify with because I think because in, in, again I'm gonna rely back on an old saying but I, um the things you hate in others most are the things that you hate most in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there were things in the women that I, I was like, I don't like, I don't yeah. like that. That is a part of who I am. I don't like that. I rely on this or that. Yeah. Like that's not a great thing, but it is a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that the way that men are sometimes characterized are the things that I want to identify with more. Yeah. But, um, The story building and the politics in it are incredible, but I couldn't watch the show because I felt like it devalued the characters so much. Particularly the women. Yeah. Even though my three favorite characters were not women the women, the way that I saw them subtly change the plot line in the show yeah. compared to the books, I was like, you just completely changed and abolished that character mm-hmm. and everything interesting about them. Yeah. And uh, that was really frustrating Yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah. And yeah. so I didn't watch the show because I had absolutely no interest in doing so.
2: Yeah. And see, my mom said the same thing. She's like, I really need you to read them. I think you have a much different... Feeling of it—that's
3: really unfortunate. Yeah, because I was really—I was just like, "Man, George R.R. hates women." But now it's like, maybe not. I mean, you're like telling me that, like, really, it's not as like terrible
4: in the in the books. Yeah, well, it's brutal. It's still still, there's still incest. There's still yeah killing children. There's still rape. There's it's. But I gotta—that's life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the. It's not but it's not sure but there are also the fierce idea. women there are fierce mm-hmm. women and there are intelligent women and there are politically savvy women um and it's more complex mm-hmm. and I think that the show falls back on old archetypes and yeah. and uh effects special yeah, effects. Effects. Uh, yeah gotcha. I wonder if there's dragon yeah. yeah the dragons do. I like you got
3: I do, I wonder if that, like, kind of, like, cause definitely, like, the beginning of the show is much more, yeah, I, I mean, I had a hard time the whole entire time. The whole entire time, I was, like, I was always hating it. I'm like, I'm only watching this because all my friends are watching it, and I want to be able to have that conversation and not get, be like, why haven't you watched the show? So I'm watching the show. <laughs> peer pressure. Uh, yeah, peer pressure, completely. And I just, oh, I'll say it. <laughs> I watched it because of peer pressure. And then, uh, yeah, once, like, in this last season, um, things have sort of changed, and that makes me wonder now if that, If there's some direct correlations to how media, uh, the rest of the world is kind of dealing with women in our, like, superhero and genre stuff. Yeah. You know, seeing, like, uh, Wonder Woman and Black Panther and all these sort of things, like, they were in progress while this stuff was being worked on. Yeah. I don't know, maybe there's some kind of, like, maybe there's starting to be a shift, hopefully. Yeah. You know, with what we're seeing, uh, maybe that's why they changed it a little bit or got wiser. People complained about it enough or something, know. you know, they're like, okay, stop doing this. Can we see the woman actually like doing something cool? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but that, uh, I, I think maybe if we want to like segue into sort of like how we are looking at things now in our popular media. Yeah. Um, that's
2: actually exactly what I was thinking. Yeah.
3: Because I think a big thing with me is representation.
4: Mm-hmm. So
2: like, that's something that definitely gets me, like, uh, how am I being represented? How is something that I care about being represented? How do I see myself in this? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as someone that I greatly respect was like, yeah, that's beautiful and all that like, you know, XYZ films were made and this representation was out there, but there's still truly quality that we should be out here fighting for. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm happy that you wanted to spend some time and like, kind of get to lay back and see something really badass like Black Panther, but like, mm-hmm. I'd like to see more equality yeah. and not just show because you're still kind of making money off these things. And I was like, man, I agree, but like, I have to reconcile within myself that like I still think that representation is important I still think like seeing women driving plot lines without it being to benefit the man the centric mm-hmm. male plot line is important
1: mm-hmm.
2: because just think about like everything that we do day to day in our lives that like was influenced by this so like zena mm-hmm. like, like maybe you don't dress up like her now but like just think about like the fact that like yeah you You're do right so- yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Every and, year, a couple times a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like this things are
2: so like yeah. within you and like this idealist, like still like, okay, cool. So like I read this and I don't want to go down this line and uh-huh. I, I wanna get back to this kind of Star Trek, like, man, this could be the future and, mm-hmm. and that and I so I think that representation is really important. Um but the the question is is where are we now? Like, you know, like how far have we come are we using? And I always use this site barometer and yes, okay, like I, I just like to broadly use that. Um, where are we at? Where are we going? And then the other thing that I'd like to acknowledge is like pushback. Uh, so like having a female doctor for Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I was honestly like appalled because people are like, why does it matter? Why does she have to be a woman? And I was like, well, then why are you bitching? Because then why does it have to be a man? Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that gets me because people are like, oh, it's a crusade. And I'm like, no, I'm not really on a crusade. I'm just trying to take a moment to kind of share like, hey, this is my perspective. And you've spent how many hundreds, thousands of years seeing mm-hmm. yourself as that main character and that hero and three people that are your favorite characters that you identify with, that you care about. Are invested in are men, mm-hmm. and you don't even see yourself. I think that's really important, mm-hmm. and I'm really, I'm really curious about everyone else's opinions of like, okay, so where are we seeing ourselves now? Because you know we're grown up, mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. been a few decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. Like, I still have such a strong connection to these things from when I was a child. Yeah. And they're media, and, and it's, it's there's very few. Mm-hmm. Because I, I want to focus, I want to try and not find those men that I identify with. And the only reason being that I love that they're there. I think it's beautiful, and like, representation pushes society forward, but where's. The change, where's the diversity? Where's the effect?
3: Yeah, um, I think it's still it's still a, a work in progress as it has been and always will be. Uh, yeah. But I definitely think that we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, you know when you, uh, I think enough people have been very vocal about things. You know we have like these Marvel movies and like Black Widow's the only one who hasn't gotten her own movie, and that yeah. is constantly talked about how preposterous that is. Or like she'll there will be these mer- this merchandise that's on sale and she won't even be in the shirts where there's, like, ten of the superheroes in these movies, and, like, Black Widow isn't even there, but she's a star in this movie, yeah. you know? So people notice when these characters are left out, or when you don't have the toys in the store, uh, you know, of those female characters. Yeah. Or Rey from Star Wars, and yeah. not even having, like, an action figure in, like, a set or something, yeah. the main Star Wars characters, you and know? I mean, think about what these women are asked about their
2: characters when they mm-hmm. get to do these interviews. So you got to play Black Widow. You're, yeah. like, this kick-ass woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, what question are the interviewers asking her? Yeah, like, so, what was it like getting into that suit?
3: Yeah. Yeah. What was your diet like? <laughs> All yeah. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. He's, like, terrible. <laughs> that was yeah. me a couple of nights ago.
4: Nonstop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny because men go through the same thing. Like, yeah. Like, he was like, I'm not doing another Wolverine because it's too brutal on my yeah. body. Uh-huh. And it's, like... Yeah, Did yeah, yeah. But, but do
3: they questions? don't talk about that yeah. as much. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think some, you know, if you have a, a, noticeable transformation, like, uh, what's his face, um, Chris Pratt, you know, going from the, oh, yeah. like, parks and rec dude to, like, guardians guy, like, people, I think, were talking to him about that because it was such a major noticeable, like, you went from chubby potato to, like, <laughs> this, like, we love you, Chris Pratt. Really <laughs> had some beautiful, like, like fit dude. Yeah. You know, how did you like do that? You know, that, but that, that's also a question that's like, that's, that is kind of worth asking. You completely transformed your whole body for this role, Dedication. you know, that dedication yeah. that's in there. And so like, you know, if someone's going through a major transformation, either up or down or whatever on your scale, like that's what we're talking about, but it is definitely more skewed towards women when that's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think that like, I've, I've been really liking hearing these stories about like the Wonder Woman, um, success and like Black Panther success, but particularly, um, with the new Wonder Woman that's gonna come out. Um, I think there was, there was some news about how Gal Gadot like, said she was not oh, gonna, yeah. like, sign on if this man, do you know about this story? There was some man, uh, who was, had, like, questionable, do you know about this? Yeah, I heard about that. I don't know the exact details of, like, what it was, but there's some, like, man that was like, she was like, not have him on this. Yeah for some reason he did something terrible yeah. and so uh, or and then i'm not gonna sign on to this if, if he's on there yeah uh, as, as a producer or something like that yeah and so she was using her power yeah you know in such a way that was like and she she also used her power to make sure she was getting paid as much as all the other male uh you know superheroes have been paid in like the yeah. dc movies but she was using that power um to to utilize, uh, uh, making these sort of changes and putting our foot down. I want to touch on that, but
0: I want to do a little research. It was Brett Ratner, and he's a scumbag. So yeah, it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, yeah. That that. So that's something. I think that's something that's like. You don't hear about as much as, like, a woman finally going, you know what, I am I'm confident enough in, like, how my, how important I am to yeah. this franchise and this company uh, to be able to put my foot down on a very big decision and say, like, you can't get away with this because I said so, yeah. and I'm your bread-making, you know, money winner here in this situation. And, like, when that happened, like, I'm not going to lie, part of me felt nervous because
2: I don't think she's replaceable as Wonder Woman, but, like, look at how many women right. we've had. So, and this it's Hollywood, and, like, yeah dude it's like moving magic it could happen like she really like like unfortunately a way to describe this is she went out on a limb to do what was right and she really Potentially risked her job because Mm -hmm. she had to, she had to value herself enough Mm -hmm. to say it and, and understand that like hopefully they understood her value too, to agree to it. And we see that too with like wage equality, like not within like the scope of the job that we're talking about, but Mm -hmm. a story that I heard about the show called The Crown, Mm -hmm. uh, right? Yeah. Centered around a woman. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, like, (laughs) but you have a female lead. The story is about her Mm -hmm. and yet she was getting paid less than her male co-stars. and like,
3: Matt Smith and them?
2: Yeah. Uh. Can like, <laughs> yeah, And the fact that, like, she didn't actually, the way I understand it, she didn't try to advocate for herself for equal pay. They advocated for her. Mm-hmm. Because she was like, I don't want to rock the boat. I like my job.
3: hmm yeah. It's, it's totally yeah. And we saw with,
2: like, X-Files as well. They were like, we're not going to come back for more seasons if we're not getting paid equal money. Like, people want to see Gillian Anderson just as much as they want to see David Duchovny. And... Like having to fight for that, like the fact that David Ducati had to say, I won't sign on if you don't pay her correctly. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Like someone was standing up, but I'm
4: also like, let's, let's Why did it have to come to that?
2: Why did it have to come to yeah. that? Yeah.
3: That's also kind of an indicator of where we are. Mm-hmm. Like we are still, I. They're still having, there's still a risk factor even yeah. in. Yeah, somebody like Abigail though, being Wonder Woman, who is now like completely an icon. Yeah, there still is that tiny bit of fear that they can say no, no, bye bye. Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll pay someone else to We'll get somebody we get else, get less. else to do it for cheaper. Yeah, yeah, and people, you know, will still make money off of that thing. You know? Yeah. So like that, that risk taking, but I think you know her making those kind of like movements like that it's important obviously and I'm, I'm gonna done. like guess that she was empowered by the fact that she was Wonder Woman like she yeah. was probably like
2: totally <laughs> empowered by Wonder Woman to be like no 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 we're gonna do what's right yeah. don't do this to me um and that's again representation that's why it's so important
3: yeah I really am happy to see that that becomes so successful and that they're making more because I've, I've definitely seen way more kids, you know, little girls and sometimes boys wearing Wonder Woman outfits oh, yeah. instead of your typical princess and tutu outfits, you know, which are still wonderful. Like I I will wear like princess dresses every day, but it's nice <laughs> that now there is like more of a variety to yeah. choose from, you know, Yeah, uh, and a, a little girl can be that girl that she sees on the screen. Yeah. And do you know, and and um, see herself in that as a young child. And I think we're gonna get that with the Doctor Who stuff too. I am so excited. You know, we're gonna see a lot of kids like I've seen so many children dress up as the doctor and now there's gonna be little girls that are like, I can be uh, the doctor, but not be like a girl version of it. Yeah. Doctor. I or can be the, the doctor, you yeah. know? Yeah. And um, don't yeah. have to just be the companion. Yeah. I'm you know, that. that is something that, that, that power of that should not be underestimated. Yeah. And I think it, it is completely it is. underestimated is. all the time. People, you know, it, because it's the people who are always just seeing themselves all the time that it's just the, the standard, the norm, you Yeah, know? they have no idea what it's like to just never, ever see yourself in yeah. something. And yeah. so when, you, when when women and uh, people of color and different abilities see themselves for just a moment on screen, it's a big deal. Dude, it's, a, it's exciting. <laughs> it's a really it exciting It is.
2: Video. It feels so good. And the other thing, uh, this is something that we said we were going to talk about, um, and I don't necessarily need to skew the conversation mm-hmm. that way, but we're kind of talking about like what is it mean to you uh to be a woman uh in, as a like as a nerd in this nerd culture and so on and it kind of just reminded me of that because you're talking about Wonder Woman costumes having to be tutus and I'm like I want my spider Gwen like can we just get this can we make this happen and and it's also like seeing yourself in male characters it's because male like, the stereotypical male uh, attributes of, like, a person are, like, what are sought after. So, like, that calm collected, that, like, badass, that strong that we saw with Dina and things like that, and this kind of put down of being weak. So, like, we can't have... Uh, you have to be a badass woman and you have to follow these male kind of like characteristics or things that we associate with maleness and then that's something that I also sometimes really struggle with myself like okay and where do I see my femininity in this and also in what I'm viewing and do I put this do I devalue this character because they have this moment of weakness or do I need them to constantly be this strong badass Uh chick and It just kind of reminded me of that. It was something we said we're going to talk about, but I don't know that we need to, but Mm -hmm. it just kind of like, okay, that brought it to mind and kind of considering that as well, especially with uh, wonder woman. Yeah.
0: And with that, another episode of Friends Talking Nerdies in the Books. We thank you all for listening. This is Tim Jasma. Tune in again next week for part three of this discussion on women in pop culture. Um I was really, really, really happy when Asia, Shelby, and Meredith agreed to be on the show to talk about this. Um I again, I think I mentioned mentioned it last week, but I'll mention it again here. Um one thing. Part of nerd culture that kind of gets overlooked is the fact that a lot of times the only voices you really hear discussing this type of stuff are white guys like me, and there's nothing wrong with that per se. I, it, it, you know, otherwise, why would I want to have a podcast? Period. But there needs to be other voices heard simply because. People don't hear the experiences of other people, of people whose lives will just be dramatically different from theirs for whatever reason. You are not going to be able to essentially have empathy. You're not going to be able to see life from other people's perspective. And, you know, representation, even in the podcast world, when talking about pop culture stuff is important. I mean... Representation for representation's sake is not always a good thing, but when it's done the right way, which I think we did with this episode, it can really open some eyes and, and make you think. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, we, we we have been able to accomplish that so far. Um, if you've liked what you've heard, definitely subscribe. Um, this year, since we're going into year two of Friends Talking Nerdy, we want to do what we can to increase our audience. So, if you like what you hear. Share it with people on social media, spread the word, you know, again, we're the little podcast that could, you know, we're not, you know, NPR quality audio sound or anything like that, but we're going to keep on going until until we find some level of an audience. I mean, we got a great audience now, not the biggest in the world, of course, but every little bit counts. We just want to grow what we have. So if you like what you hear, do us a favor, share an episode on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever your social media of choice is. Let folks know that you like this show. The more people that listen, the more we can expand. The more we can expand, the more we can do with this show. So please, 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 share what you like now once again tune in again next week for part three of our discussion on women in pop culture and with that let's bring you to brother love
1: it's that time again McMahon. I'm you're right brother love I don't know why he thanks people every time Thank you, he's a great he's a gracious man sister.
0: great humanitarian
1: see uh oh, well, the love seems to be impressed wow welcome
0: sister sensational mm, thank you brother love him.
1: looking great tonight as always ladies and gentlemen may i introduce to you the greatest wrestler of all times the next disputed World Wrestling Federation champion. That could very well happen. If it does, I think it could very well happen with a little assistance from Sensational Sherry. Welcome, welcome, brother macho. There are conspiracies against people. Oh yeah, there are. There are plots against people. Yeah, it's true. And there's one going on right now against the Macho Man Randy Savage, the greatest wrestler who ever lived by Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Because each of them realize that one-on-one that they can't beat the Macho Man Randy Savage. No, they can't. So they are thinking about double-teaming the madness. They're thinking about double-teaming me. Any chance that they get, possibly in a parking lot, it would be bad. Yeah, one-on-one, no problem. Two-on-one, possible problem. But it's a lucky thing, Sensational Sherry and Brother Love, that the Madness is the world's greatest problem solver. Oh, yeah. I've got someone to watch my back. I got someone to look over my left shoulder and my right shoulder at the exact same time. I've got me a human wrecking machine. I've got. challenge anytime, time any place make a date and don't be late Zeus what do you think about it man tell Hulk Hogan and Brutus the barber beefcake the way that it is Interesting, McMahon. Yeah, very interesting. I wonder what Hogan and Beefcake will have to say about this. Look at that man.
4: Subscribe
0: to Friends Talking Nerdy on iTunes, the Google Play Music Store, as well as Spotify. Remember to support Friends Talking Nerdy on Patreon.
1: Goodbye, darling.